today. It's Fiona here from the I Thrive Guide. I just thought I'd get on because I've been spending a bit of time with some kids and also thinking about how to help them transition to a new school. It's um, for some kids really tricky because they've either had a, a safe and enjoyable primary school or kindergarten um, and they, and they, or they were actually had a bit of a um, bumpy journey and were a little bit stressed initially um, when starting their previous school. So I've just tried to think about a few things that might help both yourself and your little people um, to move forward and um, just enjoy the transition. So I guess the first thing I want to mention is the concept of focus and control. Having a sense of control and knowing parts of the new experience that you sort of generally know are going to be similar. So what parts of this experience are going to be similar to the old school or the old experience and what parts are going to be different? It's really good to kind of sit down and say, oh, remember when you go there, you know, you're going to have one point of one teacher you're going and there's going to be so-and-so and so-and-so -and -so going with you. So you, you know them. Even though you're not friends, you can always go and just stand beside them because you know each other. Um, and then also talk about what's going to happen during the day. You're still going to get to play. You're still going to eat your morning tea and your lunch. Um, and then talk about the differences. What's going to be different? You're going to be in a new school. It's going to be bigger. It might be noisier. Um, it may mean that you have to sit a little bit longer, but, you know, you're a big boy now and you're brave and um, you can do, you can um, practice sitting. You're still going to get to draw and paint and play and climb. And, you know, they might even say if the little, little person loves soccer, there may even be some sort of after-school, well, we call it Auskick here in Australia, um, session that they can go to that they can feel excited about. And I guess the other um, thing to look at is the differences. So, and the differences actually, while they are a bit fearful and scary and they're very real, the fears, um, and you just have to kind of sit with them and move through them. Um, but these fears ultimately can create more opportunity and you may actually learn something new that you might like. Um, you might meet some really cool kids or you might find that there's a kid that likes a computer game like you and then you get to hang out and play that computer game together. So you've just got to remember you never know um, the, diff the, the difficult parts that you or the things that you think that are going to be difficult, um, what opportunity may come from them. So when I think about new situations, um, I, do, I like to think about the people, the people that you're going to interact with, um, the environment, and how you as a person is going to, um, you know, interact in this environment and respond to this environment. So when you first and foremost think about the people, do you know anyone from your old school? that's going to the new school. Um, if they're a little kinder kid, 
um, can you track their caregivers down and have a play date with them? Or if you're a teenager and, you know, you may not necessarily be friends with them, but you could actually messenger them and say, hey, do you want to hang out um, COVID permitting or on FaceTime? Um, hang out at, while you're playing a game or hang out while you're watching a movie or doing something. Um, the other thing is it's important if you can, um, as a caregiver, make that play date or that hangout if you need to support your child, um, be as structured as possible. So they actually know what's going to happen. So either a movie or um, something where you go to a playground where there's a bit of structure involved. Um, or alternatively run through scenarios of things that your child can do with that person. You could do this or you could do that. So you're actually narrowing down the choices so that they have something to launch pad off when they're with that person. The other thing is, have you gone to orientation? Have you met the teachers, the home group? Um, have you have you walked around the school? So we'll talk more about environment later, but have you looked on the website and seen the pictures if there are pictures of all the teachers do do you did you when you went to orientation um meet a really lovely you know um administration officer often they're the best they've got a big smile on their face as you approach the desk and you know you could actually you know, when you go to school and feeling a little lost, just go over to them and, and just say, hey, I just wanted to say hello, I'm a little bit lost. What are you doing today? Um, the other thing is to remember the people in your own life, your child's loved ones, you, the guardian, the caregiver, the mother, the father, the aunt, okay? You are bonded at a very deep connected level to this little person and it actually doesn't matter whether you're in the environment with them or not if you can remind them regardless of where they are it's almost like there's an invisible string from that book the invisible string that you are connected and it doesn't matter if things go completely pear-shaped that they you are there for them and that um, even though you're not together it's it's not lost you can always um you know, gain kind of um, support from knowing that there are other people out there that love you so, so very much. So there is a long, there has been longitudinal studies, um, so studies that have gone over years and years and years to suggest that um, the bond of your family and the experiences, the fun experience, the loving experiences, the simple, fun, loving experiences that you have with your family get stored in your brain, actually, in your hippocampus, and um, that those experiences get coded um, with um, positive, happy emotions, and it actually builds your bank of resilience for times when you are facing fear. So just remind them no matter what happens. If they get stuck, if they get their butterflies and they start to really panic, it doesn't matter because they are not really lost and that you have their back. Now let's talk about the places, so the environment. Um, have you driven past this new place? Have you practiced the, the um, have you practiced on the bus? If you're catching the bus, let's go catch the bus to school. Let's pretend and then let's go get a milkshake 
Um, have you driven there? Have you walked past? Have you sat and kind of digested what the landscape looks like in the new environment? Oh, look, see, this is the gate we're going to go to and then you're going to walk up there and your form group is up there, so you're going to walk straight there and do you remember where you put your bag? So get to ask them questions to help their brain kind of be active and think about what they're actually doing so that they can actually start the narrative or the visual um, in their head of what's going to happen on the first day of school. So it's like they've already done it before and they're going to cut down the um, cortisol that's running because it's almost like they've walked through and done this before. Um, that's why orientation is really good. You can kind of practice the walk in where you're going to go, what you're going to do. Um, in prep, um, it's really important to do the same, you know, if possible. You know, walk, walk in to the school, show them, explain that, you know, all the kids coming are going to be brave. And just to remember on the day when you're doing the visualisation of showing them where everything is, remember there's going to be a lot of kids here as well doing the same thing, so it's going to be noisy. Fill in the visual scratch pad of their brain for what is likely to happen. Um, the other thing is with high school, um, you know, just having them practice asking for help. So, you know, role play... Um, you know, if they get stuck, um, how are you going to ask for help? What are you going to do? Well, you're going to look around, you're going to find someone that looks quiet, you're going to walk up to them and you're going to ask for help. Practice asking for help. You know, have fun with it. Laugh as you, you play silly buggers while you're trying to practice ask for help. You know, um, see the lighter side of it. Um, because what you'll find is when you're in the moment in a very new situation, and we all know this ourselves, our ability to la, 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 ask for help just gets lost. So the more you practice it, the more likely they are to ask for help and get themselves out of that stressful um, moment. Um, the other thing is find a spot in the school, preferably before they start, like while you're walking through during orientation, or um, looking over the fence, um, you know, that can be their go-to happy, calm, relaxed place if they get too overwhelmed. So remind, particularly the teenagers, that when you get to school, usually the older kids, have, you know, it's not new for them. It's all very, very normal experience for them. So they have their little go-to. So you kind of suss out where the grade 12s go. You know, the grade 12s are probably kind of sitting on the um, the handball, you know, the handball courts playing handball. Um, don't panic that, you know, you feel like, you know, you're not going to be able to approach them in the future. Just think about the here and now. Where is all the players? Where are they? Oh, so those people go and sit under that tree and they do that and that person does those. Those kids seem to be doing that. And then find... Somewhere for yourself, a tree that isn't real estate of somebody else's and go, right, I think I'm just going to go sit under there when I need to relax and take a deep breath and not um, and just stare into space. 
because um, it's been a really big first few days. <laughs> I guess the other point is it leads on to um, when you're in these environments, you, you're trying, you're sussing people out as well, looking at um, people who you think you might be friends with or you're just so overwhelmed that you just want to latch onto anyone because um, then you won't look like, you know, the person that doesn't have any friends. Well, the truth is it takes years to develop friendships. So, you know, take the pressure off. Tell the kids the first week is really about getting used to where you have to be. Don't worry if you don't meet any friends. Just focus on the doing and looking, seeing what the school has to offer for you, okay? And then finding time in the day just to relax. You know, you might want to if you, you know, if you see someone, like suss them out. If just because you're feeling so alone, watch the kids. Which ones do you think, based on how you like to engage, are doing what? Are you one of those busy people and like to be doing? So do you go find the boy with the basketball or do you find the person that's uber, uber quiet um, and approach them? So you're just looking for someone to sit with. So you're like, right, look at all the landscape, all of the people and go, which one do I feel more comfortable approaching? And then just say, hey, can I hang out with you? Can I sit here? You don't actually have to talk to them. You just have to be with them. You just have to hang out, okay? Because, you know, statistically the odds are in your favour that they're going to say yes because they don't know anyone. But even if they don't say yes, it doesn't matter. Go and find somebody else or just go find a tree and sit under it. Okay, so the other part of the picture is the person, the people, the environment. And and um, the, the people, the environment, and the person. So that's you as a parent and, and your child. So your child self as well. So just remember, teens, preteens, just remember, you are a cool person. You are so unique. There are things that you love that people love. You might be really good at crafts. You might be really good at gardening, sport. You might be really good at cooking toasty. Of bringing people together, drawing, maths, computer games. Computer games are really big now for kids, particularly kids that struggle socially. You know, what games are you good at, you know? Um, and, you know, think about those things and then think about those other people and what they might be good at and think, well, I'm just going to ask questions. So when I see someone quiet, I'm going to go up to them and just help them feel comfortable too by helping them bring out their, their themselves and just ask those really simple questions. Oh, hey, I'm so-and-so. Where do you live? Where are you from? Who do you live with? What did you do on the holidays? What school did you come from? Did anyone else come from that school? Do you like handball? Do you like this? And just be a detective, ask questions. And even if the questions aren't, even if the answers are something that you're not interested in, it doesn't matter. You're having a conversation. You both are keeping yourself calm. 
just remember it is the first day, it is the first week, it is the first term. You are going to find somebody that you enjoy hanging out with and that you have some kind of interest in. Okay, if the, if the little guys are little, so they're like kinder kids, um, prep kids, just remember developmentally, many kids at this age, um, they are still developing their ability to control and manage their emotions. Okay, so many kids at this age, particularly during COVID time, have also spent a ton of time with their own caregivers and um, they may struggle to break the habit of leaving you. Um, they may struggle to self-regulate when they move into a new environment and then you um, leave the classroom. So remember, this is a good thing because you have a strong bond with this person and um, they feel a sense of safety around you. So the key is to remember that they are going through a developmental phase and that they will or may cry, um, get upset, not want you to leave. Um, it's not because you're a bad parent, but it's actually because you're safe and you are a loving parent and they it's now their turn to learn how to develop their ability to self-calm. So often, more often than not, you just need to get down to their level while your heart is breaking, give them a big, big smile and look and, and be in a position where you feel happy and safe in that environment because if you feel happy and safe and engaging happily with the teacher, and not looking nervous, then they're more likely to see, oh, this is a safe place. Mummy and daddy or caregiver think so. So get down to their level. Tell them it's okay to cry. Cry it out. Take a few deep breaths. You're going to settle down, but you love them very much, and they are going to have so much fun. Okay? Tell them that, you know, that um, give them a hug. Don't overdo it and like go like launch back into when they were like a toddler and pick them up and hug them and rock them and um, try and co-regulate and calm them um, because eventually, you know, it's time now. They need to learn how to try and calm themselves with your loving support. So give them a hug, big smile, pat them on the back, tell them that you love them very much and that they're going to so much fun this is a really great place and that you're not that far away anyway and that you'll be back to pick them up and let them calm so let them cry it out let the educators take on the role to help them calm down it's a growth moment not only for them but for you it's a safe and secure pace and and you've done your job if they are crying or more often than not it's because you are such a safe and secure loving parent and you cannot break that bond okay um, I guess the other thing is hold steadfast I have seen kids take six months to settle okay um, some kids sometimes go into these new situations in, um, slightly immature for their age so they're a bit kind of deer in the headlights it takes them a little longer to settle um, generally speaking you're kind of hoping they start to settle you know within well and truly within about two months by term three you're kind of hoping that they're, they're not crying um, when you leave them um, 
just remember if you've given them time to self-regulate and you are still concerned after, you know, once you hit towards the end of term two, it might be worth um, troubleshooting with someone or um, talking about, well, you know, this is how it's played out. Um, you know, what are the options from now on in? How can um, we make this situation a little better? Um, general rule of thumb is if kids are prep ready though um, and not, you know, and kind of super ready, not a little bit immature. Immature is not, you know, it's, it's quite normal for a lot of kids to be a bit immature when they start in prep. Um, some kids with special needs sometimes take longer to settle through and need extra educational adaptations to help them settle. But generally speaking, usually well and truly within, you know, mid-term two, you want to see some nice changes where you can kind of sigh some relief and go, ah, finally things are looking up. I can see them moving in the right direction. Okay. But there are some kids, like I said, that can wait up to, you know, six months. So just remember they're little caterpillars and they're your baby caterpillars, even your teenagers, and they're about to have a growth moment. And it's a real pleasure to watch. Don't don't be triggered by it. Just watch your kids move through the change. Um, and eventually settle. It's a new milestone that they're moving towards to be their own person and to be interacting with the world. It can be so rewarding to watch, okay? So just remember, um, think about some of the, the things that I've said. Um, routine is your friend. Routine in, in and visualisation of what's going to happen. Make things as, Make things clear as possible so... Show them where they're going to put things. Role play out the questions that they're going to ask. Help them mitigate expectation that they're not going to meet their, their best buddy forever and ever again in the first week. <laughs> um, and it's okay to cry it out. Um, it's just a release of emotion and it's helping you reshift your ability to self-regulate and cope in new environments on the back of knowing that you have a safe and supportive family. So thanks, guys. So um, there is on the website, www.fionaloot.com forward slash the I Thrive Guide, um, a free page, um, um, mainly to help preteens starting to school. It may or may not be useful, but please go ahead and download it. Um, and please... Um, Contact me, DM me through my Instagram. Um, I can, um, if you have any questions or if you have any general topics you'd like me or another guest to talk about on this podcast, and subscribe because we, you know, um, I would love for you to listen and give me some feedback on the things that were useful and some information that potentially you want more of. Okay, thank you everybody. Bye.